God bless you, church. This is Pastor Michelle Soto with our 40-day prayer focus. This is our final week of our 40-day prayer. This is week six, and this week's prayer focus is activate. And today is day 36, the power of life and death. Proverbs 18:21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. How many know and quote this scripture? But how often do you also quote the second half of it, eating the fruit? You know, of the many things that the Lord has been deeply emphasizing in this critical season that we are in is this. Watch your words. Our language has to change. I know it's not just a matter of semantics. It's a matter of kingdom activation. Have you noticed how society and social media has changed our language in the church? Our altars and our stages, our pulpits and our platforms, and our services, they've become events. And what do all these words have in common when you think about it? I was thinking about that the other night, and I realized that all these terms are terms of entertainment. So is it any wonder that we have a mess of celebrity Christians? Hollywood Christianity gospel. And one of the many things that God in this season wants us to take back is our kingdom language. You know, on June 26th of this year, which was really only a week and a half ago, the Lord woke me up at 5.55 in the morning with this. He said, let my people speak this decree. I declare and decree that no idle words shall come forth from my mouth. And God was saying to break covenant with idle, barren, empty, and dead words, and to make a covenant with our mouths to speak that which is true, pure, truthful, and effective. We are to line up our mouths with the truth of the word of God. And, you know, you have to wonder if God is booming that in the spirit, then there's a war for the words. There's a war in this year of the mouth. There is a war over our mouth. What will we decree? What will we declare into the atmosphere in this hour of turmoil, in this hour of anarchy, in this hour of rebellion? where so much is swirling in the demonic, so much is swirling in the heavens. And the enemy wants us to line up with what he is is distilling out there, with what he is spilling out there. And God is telling us, make a covenant with your mouth. And not only that, not only to to align with the anarchy and rebellion, but to be fruitful and be truthful, to cleanse and purge the prophetic. You see, the prophet in this hour must truly make a covenant with our mouths. 
to speak what says the Lord. Not to sugarcoat, but not to add either. To speak forth his word and not to imitate and to parrot what others are saying and then coming to him as if it was our own. You see, a tree is known by its fruit. And scripture tells us that we shall give an account for every idle word that proceeds from our mouths. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good. And the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. And I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every idle word they speak. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Matthew 12, 35-37, those were the words of Jesus himself. And the word idle is defined without purpose or effect, pointless, and describes of an engine. And you know when you idle your engine in your car? The definition of that is to run slowly while disconnected from a load or out of gear. Think about that. To run while disconnected from a load or out of gear. In other words, you're running, but you're not connected. Come on. Come on, Lord. Strong's definition of this word is argos, and it denotes inactive, idle, unfruitful, barren. And it means to reduce to activity. And barren is denoting idle, yielding, no return because of inactivity. And it's the same word, it's the same original word found in James 2.20, which is rendered barren, also in 2 Peter 1.18. But in Matthew 12.36, the word idle means the word that is thoughtless or profitless. In other words, it has no profit to it. No return. Isaiah 55 says that he sends out his word and watches over it to perform it and that it doesn't return to him void. So that means that an idle word is not a word sent forth from God. Come on. An idle word is not a word sent forth from God because it is profitless. And no word that comes forth from the word from the mouth of God comes back void. In other words, it profits when it is sent. Because it comes back full of the purpose that he has sent it for. So when we think about idle words, it's godless chatter, gossip, murmuring, backbiting, lying, slander, slothful words, deceitful words, words spoken in anger. All of these things, they breed dishonor and are covenant breakers in the spirit realm. Proverbs 29.11 says, A fool gives full vent to his anger, but a wise man holds it in check. 
And the Lord says, you are expressing you are expressing it in anger, but God is saying it is tying you and binding you. For it is what comes forth from your own mouth that is working against you. Break covenant with those words. Repent and renounce. That's how you break covenant. Repent and renounce and bind yourself instead to his word. Prophets, take special heed, for there is greater accountability. For many are plagiarizing the words of another. That, what does that mean? Copying that which was given by another and passing it forth as your own word from God. My God, God sees in secret. And reveals in public. It is time to cleanse so that our wombs, which are our words, may bring forth fruit. Amen. Hallelujah. Your words, my words, they're going to activate a kingdom. Which kingdom they activate will depend on which words you choose to speak. The power of life and death are in the tongue, and you shall eat the fruit of it. What have you been eating lately? You don't like the food? Change your diet. You know, we really don't realize just how important our words are. And if we are transitioning from church mode to kingdom mode, then we must realize that what you say, what I say, will manifest because we are in a kingdom transition. And now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, See here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Luke 17, 20 through 21. And you know, this lack of identity that this generation is suffering from, and yes, most especially we as Christians, it's because the church herself has lost her identity. And we have an entire generation lacking identity, confused about gender, confused about who they are, because when they look in God's mirror, here on earth, which is the church, by the way, the church has no clue who they are. You understand? We are the mirror to the world of what the church is supposed to be. And we've conformed and patterned our language, our thinking, our behavior according to the world. And so we have celebrity status Christians with fans and followers and our anointing. Well, that's somehow measured up to how many likes we get or how strong our Instagram following is. Lord, help us. And then we go from conference or event led by how famous or how well known the speakers are rather than praying and asking Holy Spirit, where do you want me to be to receive from what you are saying to me in this hour? We have become a form of godliness, 
but we deny the power thereof. And this is why God is crashing and has crashed our party. And he has disrupted and will continue to disrupt our programs and agendas until we repent and surrender and return to him and his agenda and purpose. And I don't know about you, but I have not ever lost everything that I've lost and gone through everything I've gone through and believed that all that I have believed for just to settle for a good show. No, I need more than goosebumps and a, sh- and a shake. I need the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to be true and real in my life. I need the revelation, the power, and the manifestation of the kingdom because there are miracles that I need in my life and my loved one's lives and the lives all around me that can only come through the divine power of the kingdom of heaven. And for the sake of a dying world, God is shaking up her his bride that will awaken, arise, and align with the kingdom of heaven, mind, body, soul, and spirit. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And the alignment comes in our heart first, and then our thinking, and then our words. This is why In the beginning of this 40-day journey, we began not with power or great declarations of faith, but with repentance and returning unto the Lord. Forgiveness for our coldness of heart and for the sin that has kept not only us, hello, listen to me, not only us, but a dying world from entering into the kingdom. And once once we return to the Lord, we surrender our ways, our thoughts, and our plans to Him. We repent, we return, we awaken, we arise, we align, and we get assigned so that we can activate what has been dormant within us the kingdom of God that is within us. Aligning our hearts means identifying who we are, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. 1 Peter 2, 9. And from Jesus, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. That's Revelations 1, 5 through 6. You see, Scripture tells us clearly who we are. We are chosen. We are royal. 
We are a priesthood. We are a holy, set-apart nation. We are a peculiar people. We are kings and priests who have been called out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Wow. Just let that sink in for a minute and consider our understanding and embracing embracing and walking in that position can change how you think and feel and act. This kingdom is a walk of faith and we have to walk by faith in God and in the faith of God to see the fruition of our promises. Hebrews 11.1 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. Now faith is. And when faith was up inside of you, it activates the harvest of faith. And immediately it activates the harvest may manifest later on. But faith activates our harvest. There's harvest and there's manifestation. Faith plants the seed and time brings the manifestation. And we're going to be laying this kingdom foundation and activation for the rest of this week so that we can be established in our understanding and be able to exercise the authority to activate that kingdom within us and around us. In Jesus' name, let us pray. Father, we thank you for the spiritual understanding of the reality of the kingdom of God within us. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father, for choosing us. You have chosen us, and because you've chosen us, we are set apart for your holy purposes, and we acknowledge the truth in your word that says that we are kings and priests unto you. Teach us to walk in our God-given position and authority. Reveal to us the kingdom of God within us and give us revelation of that kingdom that we would align in every way to your mandate. We activate our faith even now to receive wisdom and understanding, revelation and strategy for the manifestation of the kingdom of our God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen.